Social media has taken a beating over the past year. At the time of recording this, in the middle of 2023, there's concerns of how people are getting addicted to their phones, how the algorithm is impacting our tastes, is China spying on us, and why did a billionaire drive a perfectly good platform off a cliff? There's a lot of great reasons to hate social media right now, and I really do hate social media, but I think there are a few ways to leverage it to serve our artists and to get our music heard. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. You can go to otherrecordlabels.com benefits to read or watch this week's article on the four benefits of social media for record labels. But let's ask this question first. Why listen to an out-of-touch 40-year-old Canadian who doesn't look a day past 29? Thank you, your words, not mine. But still, why listen to me about social media? Why not listen to someone who's killing it on social media? Why take advice from a guy who barely uses social media at all? Someone with an inconsistent drive-by approach to populating my channels. Well, if any of you have taken our course with Jamie Coletta called Social Media for Record Labels, little plug there, you'll know we have a section in there called Social Media for People Who Don't Like Social Media or the Bare Minimum Approach. You see... Some of you out there may be a lot like me in that you don't really like social media. It's a nuisance. You don't trust the big tech companies. You're an artist and you'd rather be doing art things. You don't like the way it makes you feel or how intangible the benefits are. You feel like you're tweeting into the void. You feel like the algorithm is ignoring you. If that's you, if any of those things resonate with you, if you're like me, and today's episode is exactly for you. Because despite hating social media and not being an influencer, I actually think it's quite beneficial. I do think that you should use it as a record label, and I don't care what you do on there. Today, we're not going to be talking about content. We're going to talk about that in our course, and we've done that in other episodes. Today, I want to give you four reasons why you should do social media, whichever platform or platforms you choose whichever frequency or whatever type of content you enjoy making, I don't care. But here are four benefits to doing whatever it is you do on there. But first, let me tell you about Hypedit. They are my new friends, and they just so happen to be this week's sponsor. Hypedit is an incredible platform for indie labels and indie artists, too, that helps you create pre-save links. I literally just made one for myself yesterday. You can do email captures. So basically, you... Give something away to your audience, like a download or a private video in exchange for emails. And you can run really sophisticated ad campaigns with Facebook ads. But imagine like this ad campaign thing is really interesting. I'm doing it right now. But imagine like not going into Facebook ad manager at all. You just pick a song or a playlist on Spotify you want to promote and then enter a few sound alike artists that your fans would also like set a daily budget and bam, it takes care of making sure your ad isn't shown to just like generic rock fans or generic rap fans, but actually super targeted AI targeted potential fans. So I'm running a campaign right now to test it out with a Spotify playlist and it's going really great. I'll share the results soon on our YouTube channel and and here on the show. Anyway, Check out Hyped It by clicking the link in the description of this episode or go to otherrecordlabels.com slash Hyped It. That's spelled H-Y-P-E-D-D-I-T, Hyped It. And thanks to them for sponsoring today's podcast. Regardless of where you stand on social media, if you run a record label or you're an indie artist or you help run the social media accounts of indie artists, 
Here are four benefits to social media and why I think it's important to just show up every once in a while. Benefit number one is B2B marketing, right? Uh, B2B, sorry, B2B networking, not B2B marketing, although whatever, but B2B networking. So B2B means business to business. It's spelled B and the number two, B, whatever. Business to business. And so what I love about marketing or or networking with on Twitter, I've done it over the years and on their social media platforms, is like making friends with other record labels. That's a great name for a podcast, by the way. Whether you're commiserating or you're learning from them or you're encouraging each other, you're buying things, you're making actual fans. Like there are labels who have promoted themselves on Reddit. I've clicked on the link and I've become a fan of them and I've bought things from them outside of the industry. I've literally just become a fan of the stuff they do. The other cool thing about B2B networking, and I know like this is preaching the choir because I know a lot of you uh, have a ton of contacts and friends that you've probably never met in real life, but you've met through social media. And so I think it's really important just to show up on social media if only for the B2B networking opportunities, but also getting industry opportunities and business opportunities, whether you're looking for a job or, or like you're looking for clients or uh, to get into the industry somehow or meeting writers and curators and that kind of thing. So B2B networking, I think, is really, really cool. Number two benefit is brand awareness. Let me explain it this way. And I know that's kind of a cliche term, but brand awareness is this idea that like, this is how I like to think of it. Social media posts are like the digital equivalent of having an open sign for your record label. The first thing I want to do, I do if I want to see if a local business is open is I check if they have like a recent social media post because sometimes their website is a little too static. It's not really reliable in that way. Or I go to Google and I get their hours of operations, but I don't know if that's up to date. And so I go to Instagram or I go to Twitter or Facebook and like if they've posted today's menu or they've posted a sale that they're doing this weekend, then I know that they're open. They're probably open, right? If they've posted on social media today, they're probably open for business today. And so I often find, but the opposite is not true. Like if I go to social media and it's like they haven't posted in six months or two years, then that's not a good sign. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not open, but it's certainly not a good sign. So I like to think of social media, and this is one of the reasons why I just show up as frequently as I think to, is just to post the open sign, right? Flick on that neon sign and say, yeah, we're open. Like, who cares if these tweets are going into the void or if these Instagram stories are disappearing, whatever. It's just our open sign. At the same, In the same way, social media can act as an introduction to new fans. They can learn about your personality and values from Twitter. They can get a sense of your visual aesthetic on Instagram or listen to samples of music on TikTok or YouTube. And so I do a lot of research for record labels and I find social media to be the best place to just kind of get everything I'm looking for specifically. If I want to see like uh, how frequently they post and what kind of like, do they use stock photography or do they take their own cool photos? What's their aesthetic? I'll check them out on Instagram. If I want to get a sense of like their values and the things that are important to them, I, I check Twitter to see what they're talking about and what they're engaging in. Uh, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. So I think that brand awareness is huge uh, with social media is that you not only are you flicking that open sign on, but you're also giving people all these different ways to kind of come into that store. Finally, number three, not finally, number three of four. So that would be pen ultimate. Number three is marketing touch points. So according to some studies done by the top performance and sales prospecting research <laughs> Is that a, I don't know what that is. I'm just trying to provide a source so you don't think I'm making this up. It takes an average of eight 
touches, touch points. Okay, what are touch points? Anything from like, anytime somebody hears about your record label. So that could be word of mouth. That's a great one. It could be a tweet by a friend or a tweet um, from an industry person. It could be seeing you in Pitchfork or on Stereo Gum. It could be um, having one of their friends just share your album cover as an Instagram story or a Spotify link as an Instagram story or hearing your song in the grocery store on the radio or driving in the car on college radio or satellite radio or getting an email blast from you or a Facebook ad even. These are all touch points and they're all completely different. And it apparently it takes an average of eight of these touch points to get an initial, um, to get like a potential new fan to make a decision, whatever that is, uh, buy the record or add it to their Spotify library and listen to it or watch the music video, whatever it is, it takes eight of these. Now, sometimes somebody just sees one thing and it's like, yes. And other times it might take 12 or 15 things. So it takes an average of eight. And I like to think about that. To me, I find that encouraging because we send out a tweet or we send out an Instagram post that we feel like the algorithm is ignoring us and it's just getting missed. And then it's like, okay, now what? Well, I'll tell you what you have to do. You have to do seven other things because that Instagram post that you just did may be touch point number one, or it might be touch point number seven. And that fan is just waiting for the next thing. So maybe you pay for an ad, like we talked about with our friends at Hyped It, or maybe um, you send out an e-blast to your mailing list or use the Bandcamp fan contact thing to contact your fans on Bandcamp. So when I have a new single or a new album dropping, I just go to my desk and I try to just like put out as many touch points as possible. I try to schedule them throughout the week of that new release week just so that like the people out there who are like casually aware of my label or of the artist or of the release, that they get as many touch points as I possibly can. I can't really control the word of mouth and that kind of thing, but I just try to get as many out there as possible. And so that is a huge benefit of social media is it allows for a lot of touch points. And by the way, most of them are free. That's what I think is really cool. A tweet, is it going to be seen? I don't know. It's changing. Who cares? an Instagram thing, algorithms, whatever, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, I don't know. But all of those are free to at least just post and to get hopefully one or two touch points with some of these fans to finally have them go and check out the record label. At the same time, you want to provide multiple entry points. So an entry point is different from a touch point. And I've kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but an entry point is like, when somebody has seen that eighth touch point and they're ready to check out this new release, we want to make sure we've kind of littered the internet with ways for them to get to us. And so if it's like, okay, I'm a Spotify user, here's my Spotify link. If I'm a Deezer user or Apple Music, here's my links to get to you. If I'm only like physical or like I turn on the radio and I want to hear you there. You know what I mean? Or like local record stores. We just, it's important to use social media for these multiple entry points so that when somebody is ready to check us out, that we've provided those opportunities, which leads me to my fourth and finally final point is reaching people where they are and not, okay. Social media may not be your thing uh, or where you discover music. I'm with you there. Uh, actually, that's not true. I actually do discover a lot of music from social media. In fact, I discover a lot of music on Instagram because I see an album cover. I follow a couple like pretty cool um, stores, like uh, record stores, and they post like just nice album covers. And I'm like, I want to check that out. And I also follow like another online store that sends me e-blasts. And I always open those e-blasts and I look at the album cover and then I go and search up the album on Spotify. And if I like, you know what I mean? So 
Oh, sorry, I do actually <laughs> discover music on social media, but social media as a whole may not be for me. Um, but for our jobs as record labels is to meet fans where they are. In the same way to music mediums, right? We've talked about this on the show before. CDs may not be your thing, but you might have a group, a demographic in your fan base who really still like to buy CDs and listen to CDs. Spotify may not be your thing. We talked about this when um, we did an episode on should you withhold your music from streaming platforms. It's like streaming may not be your thing. You may prefer vinyl or, or paying the artist more money on Bandcamp through digital downloads. God bless you. That's awesome. But for some people, Spotify is their way of doing things. That's just the way they grew up. Maybe that's all they can afford. And so I think it's really great when record labels can meet fans where they like to consume music. And so that's what I kind of like about social media as well is like, listen, if this is the way that people discover music, maybe it, that's not how you discover music, but I think it's important to show up so we meet that we meet those fans where they like to discover music. And remember, it's one piece of the overall pie. So don't put too much emphasis or effort into your TikToks or a, a YouTube video or a podcast or whatever because it's just like one touch point. It's one piece of the overall pie. I'm just encouraging you. I'm not speaking to your content at all. I'm not even speaking to your frequency of your content. You can do this on a daily basis. If there's seven social media platforms out there that you use, you can do a different one on each day of the week or do all seven on Monday morning. I don't care. Whatever works for you. The important thing that we realize is that there are some benefits to just showing up flipping that open sign on, giving chance, giving our fans a chance to learn about our releases and to learn about our brand and then to allow, give them entry points into our record label. But each one of these entry points, each one of these touch points are just one piece of the overall pie. In the digital age, social media is an indispensable tool for indie record labels, but it can be problematic. It can interfere with your creativity. I get that. It can interfere with your mental health and your productivity. Maybe you've got it all figured out when it comes to social media strategies for your record label. And that's awesome. Wherever though that you land on this spectrum, it's good to know the benefits that it fosters this business to business networking, this friendships I and mean, networking is a gross word, but it's, we're talking about community here, friendships. It amplifies your brands, uh, your brand to, to music fans and to other people in the industry. It provides these multiple marketing touch points we've talked about and enables labels to enables labels. That's fun. It enables labels to meet fans where they are. Of course, I could do a bigger, longer episode on the cons of social media, but today's chat is for people who struggle with social media or who are considering ditching it all together for their label or the artists on their label. And I know a lot of us have artists who don't want to do it, but by leveraging the power of social media and in a lot of ways, free power of social media, when we leverage it strategically and authentically, very important, indie record labels can chart like a pretty simple path to success in this kind of like ever evolving music industry and ever evolving tech world. And as I record this, social media has looks really different today than it did a year ago or certainly than it did two years ago and so i imagine if you're listening to this into the future social media is going to look drastically different but i do think that the four benefits i've talked about today will apply because it's really 
you know, think of how long businesses have had an open sign, whether that's a virtual digital open sign or it's an actual neon sign. Now I feel like I want to go buy a, a neon sign for my record label. That would be kind of cool. I hope I've helped you take the mystery out of this massive topic. You can watch this week's episode if you want to see my face, although I, I've been told I have a face for podcasts. But you can watch this week's episode on YouTube or read it as an article with some of the notes from, from today by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash benefits. And another huge shout out to our sponsor, Hyped It, who made today's episode possible. I'm very grateful to them for supporting other record labels and our community. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash Hyped It to learn more about how they can help you connect your record label with more listeners. Thanks for listening.